Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Welcome back to Discographology, the podcast where none of this will matter in the long run, (laughs) but a sound is still a sound around no one. And I want all my fellow podcasters to take that to heart. (laughs) (laughs) So nihilistic of an opening for a second, you know. It's not nihilistic. It's supposed to be hopeful and uh, just to kind of pump up my, my fellow podcasters out there. Even if no one's listening, a sound is still a sound. Okay. Very true. So, yeah, it's... it's, uh, it's what are we talking about today? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Our, what's everyone been up to? I've, I've been up to going back there? to work uh, after being off for <laughs> oh. several months. So I'm, I'm very busy trying to prepare uh, to do yeah. things like... Final days teach. of summer. Yeah. It's the yeah. worst. Somebody said, I saw a thing online that said August is like a month of nothing but Sundays. And I, I <laughs> get that. I feel like August really is just is. one big Sunday for me. Huh. The dread of like, oh, Monday's coming. You have the August scaries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you recorded with uh, fellow podcaster Josh A since Skype has added the Space Jam emojis? No, but I'm sure he's going to be fucking thrilled. Because there's like a Lola Bunny and a Daffy Duck. Why is it just Space Jam? Uh, it's it's uh, they, I'm sure the Warner Brothers and Skype had some synergy meeting about something. There's, <laughs> there's money to be made. Yeah. Just like how they put like promos on bananas now. I don't know if you've seen that on the oh. stickers. There's like oh, a, yeah. a Star been, Wars promo. Yeah, they've been doing fruit for a long time now. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Somewhere in a back closet of mine, I have a bunch of baseball cards that my dad bought in the early 90s that that have Looney Tune characters like with the baseball players in baseball poses. <laughs> oh my the, god. Lo- Looney Tunes has been been on uh Warner Brothers has been on that game for a long time. The the, <laughs> yeah. the marketing tie-in. I I had the soccer ones. The, it was like some big soccer championship in the 90s that Looney Tunes partnered with. Remember those cards? Yeah, uh, c- capitalism will, you know, and materials will be the death of all of us. But I why saw, don't we talk uh, about what we've bought? <laughs> no, <laughs> Logan. I no, I saw ahead. the original uh, Space Jam in a temporary. Well, I mean, it ended up being a temporary movie theater at Lake of the Ozarks at Main Street Opry, which is a country mm. music show there. And I guess in Whoa. like the off season or at some point they turned it into a uh, movie theater and I saw Beavis and Butthead do America <laughs> and Space Jam and maybe that thing you do. I think that's the only awesome. It didn't last long. I, three perfect films. <laughs> that's true. I, uh, it's interesting. I, I know that uh, all of those older theaters, the Lake of the Ozarks also used to have theaters kind of like, you know, uh, trying to do what Branson was doing as well. And, and, and it makes sense that, uh, that yeah. after they inevitably failed, one of them was was a, <laughs> a um, movie theater for a while. The movie theater in my home uh, little town that I lived in for a while used to be an old church. And uh, oh, yeah. that was where I, I believe I saw Deep Blue Sea twice in one night. I just 
I just <laughs> didn't have anything the to next do. Showing. <laughs> That's. It was uh, that good. Man. I the only time um, I've done that is I saw Return of the King twice in like a twenty four hour period one time. That's in sick. The so, yeah. So, so what did, what did you do for the other sixteen hours? <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a bit, and it was worse because I saw it was like a school night. It was when we were in high school, Matt and I. Oh went God. to like a midnight showing and then had to go to school and then after school went and saw it again. Anyway, Blake, what are we doing today? Um, well, it's interesting you bring up capitalism and things we've purchased. <laughs> I do have a, mu- a music purchase uh, nice. announcement. It, it, it's not a piece of vinyl. I bought myself a new snare drum. Hey. Ooh, nice. So it, it my snare is not going to sound like total dog shit. This one sounds good. It's, um, it's a piccolo snare. A por- it's very tuned very high. <laughs> I I should have um, sound like three eleven. So <laughs> I should just to annoy you. Chill. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a uh, company called Pork Pie that makes imitations of of famous uh, snares, and they do one of the Black Beauty, uh, the Ludwig Black Beauty. That's like a nine hundred dollar snare, but this one cost me like two fifty uh, pre owned, and it's called the Big Black. Uh, and it's a big ass, deep brass snare and it sounds awesome. So I'm pleased with it. That's awesome. awesome. I can't wait to hear that. Um, that's, that's my major music purchase. Um, should I go into things I've been listening to? Well, before we do that, let's just real quickly. So we're, this is a a pregame episode. We'll talk about what we've bought, but then after that, we'll have a special topic. Do you want to wait and reveal what the special topic is? We'll get into okay. it. I'll just, it's called, the episode's called Quarantine Cuts. They can see that. If they've downloaded um, it, yeah. But we'll, we'll tell you why. We'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what have you been listening I, to? What I've been putting on the old streaming service. Um, I finally got around to listening to Landscape Tantrums, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know why it took me so long, but I guess it was just recently released. Uh, very interesting. So it's like... It is deloused in the comatorium, but like more raw and less polished hmm. and less and not not Rick Rubin-y. Um And of course, you know, the the vocals are are more raw and not Rick Rubenized. It's also um, it's missing a lot of the extremely high harmonies that um, Cedric does on deloused. And it was it's kind of it's also unfinished, I guess, which I didn't know. So I was listening to the very last track. Um, take the veil, and I was like, "Where? Oh, oh, this is interesting. This is what it would sound like uh, as an instrumental." But I guess they just hadn't added vocals yet, except for the very, very uh, end yeah. of the album. <laughs> that that part has the vocals on it. Uh, but it's really cool to just hear the instruments behind it. For sure. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool, Bizarro Universe version of of De Laos Landscape Tantrums. Uh, what What did you think of it o- overall? By the way, Logan, um, I, I know you talked about it. But- well, I I enjoy it, and I think you know with our discussion last time about alternate albums, and yeah. I I think that's I think it's a great alternate album. I'm glad to have it rather than not. Um, I still think that I prefer the what we what we initially got. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of that, but I'm glad that this exists for sure. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I yeah I still pre- prefer the final release um it, it does kind of sound like if at the drive-in did deloused yeah because it's just more raw um the other thing i have 
been getting into besides the stuff I do for podcasts, I decided to, uh, for some reason, revisit the Radiohead discography. And um, I kind of started with In Rainbows and was going to make myself listen to the albums that came after that, which I never got into, never really took the time to listen to them. Um, is, is anyone by chance into like in rainbows and possibly the albums beyond that in in rainbows i definitely am into i think in rainbows is one of the best in rainbows best radio awesome. albums it's a great um, record although know, i, I like felt it. a little burned when it came out because i remember when it, they announced it i was like it had that whole you know pay what you want model and i'm yeah. like hell yeah i'm gonna do that and i i think i paid like whatever ten dollars or something at the time for yeah. just just to support the experiment and then like a, a week later they announced they were going to do physical versions for sale oh, no. <laughs> on their store uh-huh. and i was like well damn it oh, i would have wow. held out for that i don't it's trying to support scheme. the experiment uh king of limbs i've never really given much time and then moonshape pool i also got when it came out and have wow. spun it a handful of times and it's it's okay. There's a few songs on there I dig, <laughs> but it's overall not my favorite. So I have some some uh, hardcore fans on the internet are telling me to give to give these the time. So I'll have to report n- next time uh, on whether I liked the the most recent two Radiohead albums. I do know that In Rainbows is great, um, particularly on that one. Something about it. Uh, is actually driving me nuts though um you know the song videotape the final song yes um there's stuff there's been stuff going around on the internet about this youtubes and so forth that the um did you know about the beat yes uh, i've seen that video as well (laughs) there's like a youtube video explaining vox did one so everyone knows everyone's seen that i guess but videotape sounds like four chords on four downbeats with a four on the floor kick a very simple song turns out that's totally wrong those are the upbeats and there's an invisible secret beat it's like secret so (laughs) the members of radiohead have a secret dance beat in their head as they perform videotape and they've done different versions of it live it's been driving me up a wall i am determined to understand (laughs) and feel the song correctly. As I've talked about on the show, the concept of rhythmic displacement (laughs) is a personal pet peeve of mine. When I can't find the downbeat, I have this brain thing where I get angry. We're going to get into that on our next uh, Fiona record. Blake, we had had something that you and I worked on that I think you got like that with. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, it's all over the place. So, yeah, I'm always being driven nuts by music, basically. <laughs> um, just real quick on vinyl, I did want to mention that uh, my wife and I got a couple Vinyl Me Please releases, Outcast AT Aliens, uh, two classics, that one and Queens, A Night at the Opera. And uh, I don't know if any of you VMP heads also got that, but. That's what I got lately. I think, we, I think we all got different. Yeah. Those of us that do VMP got different things this month for swaps. Okay. Well, you'll have to let me know. But yeah, that's yeah. all I got. I, I got, uh, I swapped for Phoenix, the album uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, which if you're into 2000s uh, indie pop, oh, yeah. then that's a pretty big album. And I, I've I enjoyed listening it. to that a couple times. I mean, 1901 and Listomania are sort of the big hits as much as there can be hits yeah. from that realm um but those songs are great that album's great 
Uh, so I got that. I also uh, bought two things new. Um, watched the Beastie Boys documentary on Apple. Has anybody watched that documentary, uh, the Beastie Boys story at all on no. Apple TV? I might as I think I started it. I got, oh, I got maybe it's a so third good. of the way in. Yeah. It's, I don't I was, have Apple TV, I don't think. Yeah. I only had Apple TV for a short period, but I watched that and it's worth it. It's It's such a good little documentary slash stage show. But uh, after that, I picked up, I have all the, I have not all, but I have pretty much every Beastie Boys album on CD, but I went and bought the Beastie Boys music, the sort of compilation hits uh, on colored vinyl at Target, um, which is good. It's got, it's got all the big ones, you know, that you would want on like a compilation. So I've been listening to that as well as the CDs through on Paul's boutique and um, check your head and some of those. I saw Beastie Boys. Did you really? One of the best shows I've ever seen. Oh man, you're, you're lucky because you know, can't have any more of those obviously. Yeah. When was that? Uh, 2004 Voodoo Fest, New Orleans. Oh wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've really come around to appreciate them in the last couple weeks after watching that. Uh, Also new, just because it was on sale, I picked up Stooges Funhouse. That was uh, on sale recently on Amazon, so I got that. Haven't really listened to it too much because I just got it like yesterday in the mail. Uh, And then real quickly, I a flea market find very randomly found the album by Group Love, Big Mess, which is uh, only a couple years old, and uh, been listening to that a little bit. And then at the thrift shop, I found uh, Frank Sinatra's Greatest Hits, which I thought was a worthwhile pickup. And then to further add to my Christmas collection of vinyl, uh, A Very Special Christmas, which is one of those 80s compilations, but it has Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis, and Mm -hmm. uh, a few other notable ones I can't think of right now. I don't think it has Bruce Springsteen, um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. There is a Springsteen song on there, but it's not that one. Do you ever see any of the Amy Grant Christmas albums? I know she has a handful. Uh, I probably, I feel like I've seen Amy Grant and I've seen Christmas albums. I can't say I've seen this <laughs> them in the same impossible <laughs> package. Impossible. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Uh, what about uh, Matt? What about you? Uh, haven't been to the store at all. Nothing. Uh, nothing purchased to note. Um, I, I've I've kind of been uh, getting a jump start on my. Uh, Halloween mixes and uh, oh, not yeah. to give too much away, but uh, I, I have become bizarrely obsessed with the music of Larry Norman, who was um, kind of a, an early one of his early hits was uh, why does the devil have all the good music? And it, it's <laughs> it's a real it's just a really interesting story. You know, he was uh, opened for, you know, um famous people in the late 60s and then kind of you know started his own thing and and uh, had a record label and as it turns out was really not that nice of a guy and and uh um was at odds with both the regular christian uh music industry that i think was based at you know kind of mainly based in nashville and he was in los angeles but uh also had some personal demons um but uh I'm not going to give away which ones, but there will be uh, at least one, possibly two of his songs showing <laughs> up on my Halloween mix. And kind of the, the mirror image of that 
Um, I've been li- uh, listening to the the debut album of Morbid Angel, which is a <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, what a uh, what a pairing, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a uh, a death metal uh, band out of Tampa Tampa Bay, Florida, and you know just kind of do they may or may not make the cut. Just doing some doing some research. Um, so so yeah, that it, it was kind of a uh, uh, sweet and salty. Uh, uh, juxtaposition of late. By the way, l- this Larry Norman guy, this ev- evangelical, like you said, he's not really a, uh, a nice guy in his personal life. He's, he's kind of a jerk or whatever you said. But I imagine it's like the flip side for Morbid Angel. You're like apparently nicest guys you've ever met <laughs> like in real well, life. I, you know, <laughs> I I heard about them because I was looking at old news footage, and uh, I, I guess um, some later Black Sabbath you know, also, uh, also served, not one of the main guys kind of did a turnaround and was doing, uh, doing Christian music in the eighties. And <laughs> the story was ostensibly about him and I don't have his name in front of me, but, uh, kind of, they, they also sent, uh, this reporter also went to see, uh, the new heavy metal group, morbid angel. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. And, and they seemed like, you know, reasonably chill guys, but nice. <laughs> Logan, I, I'm, I'm going to find out one of them killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> somebody right now is, is getting ready to call you. Like that guy is canceled, well, dude. Hey, have you guys, you guys heard this? Heard of this mayhem group? <laughs> <laughs> They're not Scandinavian. You're probably safe. Wow. Nice. Uh, well, uh, so no, I I finally got my my VMP uh, switch out for not a surf's high low, nice. and that's from yeah. 1996. And I really enjoyed catching up with that album. And there's a lot of great songs that I had forgotten about. So it was nice. Uh, I've also been playing a lot of um, Metroid Prime. And so that's kind of... The, the first one? Yeah. Like for GameCube? Uh, yeah. Such a good game. I'm playing Classic. it on a Wii. I have the trilogy. Uh, so I've, I've never played it before. So oh, I've been so kind of getting into Metroid music quite a bit. Uh, just kind of all over the franchise and just listening to general playlists. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I This is right up my alley. Sorry. Well, the first time I tr- tried to play it a couple times and I was just kind of put off by the, the 3D, you know, uh, I was used to the t- 2D side scroller. Uh, so it took me a little bit. But once I kind of got in there and got my hands dirty, it started opening up for me. So, uh, yeah. Uh, also from 1996, I started listening uh, to one of my old favorite soundtracks, The Crow City of Angels. Uh, that had some bands that Ooh. I was kind of researching and and doing a little bit of uh, investigation on and going back and listening to that. So that was cool. Uh, also kind of in the same suit, I think uh, we had uh, Friday the 13th uh, mm-hmm. roll around. So I played uh, Freddy versus Jason soundtrack uh, from 2003, <laughs> which is the all like one. it's new metal. And then it's like kind of hardcore meets metalcore bands that were kind of popular in that time, too. And it kind of gave a weird dichotomy. I'm like, I wonder if they were like subliminally trying to do like, you know, the new metal versus the <laughs> like, well, new that's school, what I, yeah, I was wondering metal, if they do a versus whatever. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I wondered if there was kind of this underlying, you know, fight in between those types of genres. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun. There's some there's some <laughs> fun. Things Wait a on second. There. So between new metal, uh, who was new metal? Is Freddie new metal or is Jason new metal? <laughs> uh, who is I, who in the fight? <laughs> I mean, 
They both come out of the eighties, didn't? <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I feel like Jason would be would be new metal. You know, lots of like oversized shirts and <laughs> you know, and, and but 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 Fre- Freddie's you know got more flair, you know, kind of more. <laughs> Yeah, it's more Jason skin is a tight. Wild man, he's wearing you know skinny jeans <laughs> as a pair. So he's in the metalcore side of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I I didn't really go out and buy a whole lot. Uh, I I did have something that I purchased, but I'm gonna save that for I think our conversation. Okay. So secret cool. purchase, secret secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what's our special topic and and why? So, Inspired by the next album, we're going to do Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Uh, Inspired because it dropped right as uh, we and most of the world was going into kind of a quarantine lockdown mode in April of 2020. So uh, I call it quarantine cuts, and I have a thing here. Hang on. Not a drop. Just the thing I'm going to (laughs) say. Oh. I could could drop something. I like the phrase quarantunes. You know. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, maybe <laughs> I'll change it to Quarantunes then. I should have made a theme song. Um, okay. So Shakespeare famously wrote Macbeth in quarantine during the bubonic plague, or maybe it was Hamlet or some shit. I uh, I couldn't tell you the difference. <laughs> uh, artists making creative output in these times of isolation and disease is nothing new, of course. But the question is, is it any good? So that's what I've asked each of you. All right. Um, mine is something I've probably talked about on the show before. I chose an album that came out recently by Haley Williams, and it's called, it has two titles, Flowers for Vases slash Descansos. Um, Descansos are roadside memorials, by the way, when you see the flowers and crosses on the side of the road. Um so I really like this that this record, which was made in, quote, quarantine times um, in Haley Williams' home, I like that it subverts the idea of her or other, like, front women of rock bands um, being just this, just a voice, just a pretty face out front of the band, but not really having a part in the creative process. Um, so her first solo album that she released only, I believe... Nine months prior to this, um, it really showcased her talent along with some collaborators. Um, then shortly after, the second album, her second solo album, Descansos, proves that she can do it all. So in her words, uh, Descansos isn't really a follow-up to Petals for Armor. That's the title of her first solo album. If anything, it's a prequel or some sort of detour. Whatever it is, it has two names, Flowers for Vases and Descansos. I wrote and performed this album in its entirety. That's a career first for me. I recorded it at my home in Nashville, the home which I've resided since Paramore released After Laughter. That was their their last record in 2017. 2020 was really hard, but I'm alive, and so my job is to keep living and help others to do the same. Yes, Paramore is still a band. And then finally she says, Hope you enjoy Flowers for Vases slash Descansos. If you don't, better luck next time. <laughs> I like the uh, the idea of an artist saying, "I hope you enjoy it." And if you don't, if you don't like my record, better luck next time. That's one, that's one way to put it. Um, so she's credited with all instruments and vocals on the album. 
she plays guitar and keys and i'm assuming that the it's a very light on the drums on the album i'm assuming the few ones that we hear are either sequenced by her or maybe she does play some percussion but it's hard it's hard for me to tell the only thing she didn't do on it uh was the engineering mixing mastering type stuff i think she probably did a similar thing to what fiona apple did on fetch the bolt cutters uh with regard to being at home with GarageBand, but we'll, we'll get into that in the next episode. Um, anyway, I, th- I think it's a great album. I think it's haunting and beautiful. So Fo- Paramore, her, her band was like this, um, is like this uh, emo power rock thing. And she releases a solo album that, that's a lot softer than that. And then nine months later releases a second solo album by surprise that's even softer and folksier. And it really takes me out of my comfort zone because if you know me, you know that's not my deal usually. It's, it's, it has a lack of drums and all this acoustic guitar, but I think it's so worth it. I highly recommend listening to it. Um, and I think it's a reason I chose it is because for the these famos musicians, we normally associate them with the best recording studios the world has to offer. And for them, recording on a MacBook at home is novel. But the weird thing is... Uh, that this is how most of the world's musicians actually do it now, um, at home, on their own computers. And this kind of highlights the way uh, more established musicians were moved into that throughout 2020 and beyond, kind of highlights the obscene luxury of a big studio budget. And it begs the question, is the pandemic going to change the way the industry makes music for good? So will labels be less inclined to fork over big advances when they know the artists can maybe get more or less the same result doing it at home? Hmm. Um, and speaking of albums recorded at home, of course, I'll get into that at the end, but that's that's just a teaser for what comes next. That's what I had. What did you guys have? Nice. Uh, I do want to add, I don't, I don't know if I've ever listened to that Haley Williams album, but you should. I, I do think that I was the other day it occurred to me, Paramore is one of those groups, like, because they came out, like, kind of after when I was really, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like one of those bands that you latch onto when you're younger. I, it's kind of like I've, I sort of associate them as like, oh, that's a younger generation's band. But it's funny right. how, I mean, I do like them, but how influential they are. Like, with I, I listened to that Olivia Rodrigo song, <laughs> and I hadn't heard that yeah. before. And I was like, this sounds like Paramore. And then, Good for you. Yeah. And then I was listening to uh, the Billie Eilish album, yeah. and that song, Happy, the title track came on. I think there's a lot of My Chemical Romance in that title track as well, Blake. But yeah, uh, it's I, so I also did think of Paramore, and I was just like, Paramore might be one of those acts that's actually really influential that, you know, I don't think about because I just, it's not like my generation, but people who are yeah. way younger than, than us might listen to that band and be like, you know what, that's kind of what I want to go for as far as style, it, you know? It is so weird. Like kids now are like, oh, American Idiot, that classic rock <laughs> Yeah. I would love to do something like, and like with, with Rodrigo, you can hear like the Billie Eilish influence come through. Oh, that's, that's like this, crazy. Okay. That's even this crazy. This child is influencing a... this other yeah. child and I'm an ancient skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> gray bones in a grave. Gray bones in a grave. Um, well, Blake, Dusty as far as... old bones. Full of green <laughs> yeah. dust. <laughs> Uh, as far as, uh, you know, what, what did I listen to during quarantine or or what came out during quarantine that kind of got me through it? I do have a song I'll mention in a second, but I I was going to say when I really think about quarantine and I think about music, 
uh, or that time period, I think of um, Ben Gibbard because Ben Gibbard, the the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie, started doing these daily live streams for a little while there, uh, really when the the pandemic was heating up. And and I know a few other artists started doing that um, here and there. They would do live streams of stuff. But he, about April of 2020, started doing a daily one at the same time every day where he would come on and play, you know, a handful of songs for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And it became something I really look forward to because, I mean, as you remember, you you couldn't go anywhere, so <laughs> there's nothing to do. Yeah. And it's like something to look forward to every day. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, tomorrow, wake up, do this and that, and 4 o'clock, turn on this live stream. And it, and it also felt connective to everybody, you know? It, it gave this kind of community thing like, oh, yeah, this this guy's sitting at home as well. And so are all these people watching this live stream. And it just became an event. And so I really think when I think about quarantine and music, I think about that. He wasn't necessarily playing new stuff, although it is worth mentioning he did write a song called Life During Quarantine at that time that kind of became a a release that he put out, just a single uh, in the summer last year. But I think more about those live streams and just the daily sort of event of it and it gave you something to do, but also made you feel part of the world when you were so isolated. And uh, yeah, so that's really what I think about. Although as far as my favorite thing that came out, uh, I'm going to mention you talk about younger people's music here. Uh, I have to say probably my favorite song was the 21 Pilots single that came out during that time, <laughs> um, which is called Level of Concern. It was a one-off single, wasn't on any album. It also mentions quarantine in the lyrics, so it was clearly written, like at least the yeah. lyrics are written during quarantine. I don't know if the music was. And I remember that came out probably April or May of 2020, and it's a very catchy kind of pop song and I really enjoyed it and my kids really liked it and it kind of was another thing that was like oh this guy's singing a little pop tune about quarantine and I don't know it just made it feel less scary I guess uh in a way and and you know anything that could make it feel less scary is is good so yeah I really think about that 21 pilots level of concern single which is also just a good song and then the Ben Gibbard live streams nice yeah, that's that's the two things that come to my mind when I think of quarantine for sure, uh, and, and songs that kind of got me through or came out during that. Matt, what about I'll you? Allow it. Well, uh, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I don't, you know, especially in kind of deep first initial quarantine, I there's not a lot of music that comes to mind that that I remember that I associate with that. I, you know, uh, as I often do, I listen to a lot of podcasts and and. Uh, got into a Beverly Hills 90210 Melrose Place recap podcast by oh my God. <laughs> just in time for COVID. <laughs> exactly. Uh. It, it was just so bizarre. The, um, the, the, the fellows over at We Hate Movies are putting it on on their Patreon. Uh, uh, okay. You know, so it, it's got a, co- a comedic bent uh, to it. But but I, I I remember driving around for work, uh, you know, w- w- with that on. But 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 from a musical standpoint, um. I did make some time more recently for uh, Modest Mouse. I know, I know uh, I'm, I'm the broken record uh, on Modest Mouse uh, on this particular program, but uh, they released uh, The Golden Casket, which is their, their seventh studio album uh, earlier this year. 
And um, I, I had kind of fallen off the Modest Mouse map um, uh, for a while. I'd heard We Were Dead Before the Ship even sank, you know, once or twice and heard uh, bits and pieces of um, Strangers to Ourselves, which is uh, uh, the, their album from 2015. But uh, but re- really enjoyed uh, Golden Casket. Um, it, it has a lot of kind of odd percussion elements that 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 also reminded me of uh, of Fiona which we've been doing but uh the thing the thing that I've really latched on to you know recently uh, as we're still kind of uh you know masking and and uh thinking about um about quarantine uh last Fiona record um I started thinking about Tom Waits which I know is another strange comparison to make but uh uh, got into what? Morbid what was Angel? <laughs> you you had it on Rain Dogs. Rain Dogs. Rain Dogs. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I, I was Rain just Dogs. guessing. Yes. Well, you know, uh, he showed up on on Josh's Halloween mix uh, uh, last year, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to listen to Rain Dogs, and you know, it's great. Uh, <laughs> more, you know, more weird percussion, more just kind of genre bending, and um, I. I really fell in love with the song "Time," which is probably his his most straightforward song. Uh, just kind of a, a a nice acoustic ballad um, on that record. But um, but that's that's kind of been my quarantine: uh, brain brain fog and and a weird circus music and Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Tom Waits nice. is the the musical definition of acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> like like you could play it for somebody and they're like what the hell is this yeah. this is terrible I, and then someone else might be like this is the most amazing thing i've ever heard i i listen to swordfish trombones too and and i like that also like i feel like that's kind of a new orleans record and uh rain dogs is more of like a, a new york or los angeles record but but yeah you're, you're right it's you know it's definitely not you know n- it is not easy listening uh <laughs> as yeah. one might say about music well, speaking of uh, not easy listening music, <laughs> I do that very well. Um, so in thinking about my quarantunes, as Josh would put it, or our quarantine yeah. jams, um, I did do a, a mix last year, uh, I think that Josh mentioned last time, and it was called Pandemix. Get it? Get it? Ooh. Governed by Contagions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that had, of course, at the drive-ins governed by contagions on there and and some other kind of uh, harsh and I, I guess uh, in opposite, in contrast to Josh's um, music that kind of helped comfort, <laughs> comfort him, him in a time of worry, I, I, I listen to the, the things that I'm like, oh, I need Cradle of Filth, Death Comes Ripping on here, and I need some Atari <laughs> Teenage Riot, Sick to Death, and and uh ramon's death of me and and yeah took a a a different avenue with it but in thinking about things that came out this year or during the past year i think the big one for me and uh i think i've mentioned it but i did purchase this and it did it did arrive in the mail and i've listened to it and i absolutely love it is danny elfman's new solo album big mess from uh 2021 it was released in i knew it june 11th and it is amazing it was released by anti and epitaph records uh it was recorded in 2020 
and it has six singles, including a new uh, imagining of the Oingo Boingo track Insects. Mm-hmm. And it was originally, uh, originally he wrote just two new tracks and it was like the first tracks, non-commissioned tracks that he, he had written in a long time. And it was for the songs Happy and Sorry. And he was going to debut them at Coachella 2020, along with some reworked and reimagined Oingo Boingo tracks and some of his uh, soundtrack work into this big, you know, Danny Elfman retrospective performance but obviously that did not happen because of the pandemic so he kind of went back to the drawing board and just ended up writing some more music and once he started he couldn't stop he got to 18 tracks i think total um and it's that thing's long yeah it's it's crazy and it's just something that you wouldn't really expect from him um josh freeze uh plays drums on it oh. uh robin fink plays guitar uh Stu brooks it's basically nine inch nails <laughs> uh, especially can yeah Stu brooks plays bass uh Pet- there's one song with petra hayden does some vocals Ooh. uh there's just a, a wide range of of different people on there um neely brosh warren fitzgerald plays guitar sydney hopson i've never heard of um and then there's the is it budapest art orchestra and the scoring orchestra. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, old Oingo Boingo bandmate Steve Bartek does the string orchestration on the album. So, but yeah, I think I think it's highly uh, influential of COVID. There's even a track on there called Love in the Time of COVID. <laughs> and I, I noticed that. I'm just, it's... <sighs> You could definitely hear Danny Elfman and you can kind of hear those like old traces of Boingo Boingo, but it's just demented. It's modern and it just kind of fills you with this. uh, I don't know. A lot of the videos are hallucinatory and just bizarre to watch. And he recently they released a uh, track with Trent Reznor that he remixed for the song True. And that video was uh, pretty wild. You guys watched. I sent that to you guys. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. it's weird looking. So, uh, yeah. Weird song. Yeah. That is my, my quarantine pick. I think I'm, I'm really excited. I I don't know if we'll get more, but I'm, I'm glad that we got this. So I'm, cause I've been aching for a new Oingo Boingo album for years. So I I was going to name drop love in the time of COVID, but then I was like, wait, what if Logan wants to talk about that? (laughs) And you did. I did. (laughs) Thanks for, thanks for thinking of me. (laughs) yeah um okay so i would like to um i will uh add a track i'll send one to you we can add it in later but i I do want to do a little drop of the song happy okay yeah you should send it because i'm happy i belong you talking about that song (laughs) yes danny elfman version (laughs) it's a cover of it (laughs) little minions dancing around Uh, I, I will That's say Logan or, or Blake, sorry, Blake, you were talking about. So next week we're doing Fiona Apple, uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. I also yeah. remember that coming out <laughs> at the same time, yeah. listening to that the day it came out as well, which uh, was like April or whatever day it was. I don't remember. Yeah, it was so weird. So I'm trying to think if I should tell the story now or uh, it was, I, I believe, April 17th, 2020 on the on the day. Uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters dropped was also the day that I downloaded uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons to my <laughs> Switch, 
which is kind of like the video game for quarantine. So yeah, I got all, got my got my two main quarantine things that same day. Nice. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but speaking of uh, Switch and things relevant, I just mm. saw the trailer for Quake that oh has been the remake. I guess it's a remake or a remaster of of the original yeah. game, but it it's coming out on Switch. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't get my Switch for a while still, but uh, I'm looking forward to oh, it. Shit. I didn't realize it was going to be on Switch, but hell yeah. That Trent Reznor soundtrack that, intact. That's yeah, going to be dude. dope. <laughs> I got I got the vinyl. I know the, the soundtrack better than I know the game. Speaking of games and uh, vinyl, I about I blew it. I wanted to get the Silent Hill 3 and 4 vinyl, and it came out like they released it on Wednesday to pre-order, and I set an alarm, and I blew it. I, I didn't get it. Oh, no. And it sold out like day of. So uh, I hate that hate when that happened. Yeah, that sucks. So our next and final album in, in the Fiona Apple discography is Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which was not recorded during pandemic times, but its release was uh, actually moved forward to uh, drop right as people were starting to feel the effects of lockdowns all over the world. It has a very made at home feel because uh, it mostly was. And it brought me personally and countless other people a lot of joy when they needed it most. So stay tuned for that next time. And thanks for hanging around with us. Cool. We'll see you next week. Thanks, folks. I'm so happy. Happy. I'm so happy. Happy. I'm so happy. Everything is crumbling. Everything is crumbling. Everything is crumbling.